Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Our reading today is going to be taken from Numbers, the 13th chapter. And the story is given where God speaks to Moses and allows, and I want you to underline the word allows, because I'm going to come back to that and elucidate and break it down and help us understand what it means to allow. Are we together? So he allows Moses and tells him, send men to search the land of Canaan. Remember, as the children of Israel are in bondage, God has promised to take them to their own land, flowing with milk and honey. And Canaan is an inheritance. So he sends forth spies to search the land of Canaan, which he has given the children of Israel. And every tribe of the 12 shall choose one man to represent them. And so Moses gets these people and sends off these men. And the names of the people that are sent are given. And the Bible tells us, if I will skip down to verses 17, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, get you up this southward and go up into the mountain and see the land which it is. And the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. Now, I want you to also underline, whether they be weak, strong or weak, few or many. Underline that. And the scriptures tell us, he continues to say, what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, what cities they be in or dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether they be wood therein or not, and be of good courage, bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first trip grip. So they went up and searched the land as Moses had sent them. And I want to skip again now down to verses 23. They came unto the brook of Eshkol and cut down from thence a branch, one of the clusters of grapes, and they bait between two upon a staff, and they brought all the pomegranates and all the figs, and the place was called the brook of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down thence. And when they returned from searching the land after 40 days, it took them 40 days to search the land. You see, in biblical numerology, especially for those of you who are deep seekers, those of you who just don't study the word to get a job and a boyfriend, but you really want to know God. You know, we also have that class of Christians who say, ah, for me, I'm studying the word just to get a what? Boyfriend. Others say, oh, I'm studying the word to get a car. But if you're a student of the word and you study it because you want to know God, you see, I charge you to look out for some of the things. I call them the hidden instructions of scripture okay for example in the realm of perfections there are four dimensions of perfection what some of you call perfection is the number seven or completion 
the number seven, you say, means what? Perfection. And that is true. But there are four dimensions of completion. You understand? The number three or the third dimension has its own distinction of completion. The seventh dimension has its own distinction of completion. The tenth dimension, one, two, three, ten. Eleven, twelve, twenty. Has its own completion of dimension. The number twelve also has its own completion of dimension. Uh, twelve tribes of Israel. You know, the 144 elders, which is 12 times 12. You know, the 12 disciples. There's a deeper connotation there if you're a student of the word. Now, I don't want you to forget that we have a 12 tribes represented each by one man. And they go to search out the land for 40 days. And the number 40 means trial. You see, again, biblical numerology, there's something deep there. Why Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days, you see? So it's very important why the children of Israel spent 40 years in the what? In the wilderness. There's something deep there for you to study. And I'll leave that for those who care to go and study. But I charge you by God, go and study. So they come back after 40 days. And when they come up to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran to Gadesh and brought back word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, they said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey. This is the fruit of it. So it's true. The land was flowing with milk and honey. Divine providence. Nevertheless, the Bible says, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And the Bible says, as they're speaking about the kind of people that they found, the Bible says, Caleb steals them. He hushed them. He said, hey, stop. And the Bible says, and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great station. And we saw, listen, the giants, the son of Enoch, which come of the giants, and we were, listen, in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their own sight. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let me start preaching. Now, when the Bible tells us or warns us that we should not conform ourselves, we should not allow to be conformed to the standards of this world, if you read the Amplified Version of it, he says that be not conformed to this world, fashioned after and adapted, listen, to its external superficial customs. But he says, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind to understand the ideals and the attitudes of God that you'll know that which is good, acceptable and perfect of the will of the Father. It is very easy to live a conformed life without even knowing how conformed you are. And I'll explain. The physical realm has laws that govern it. Like the spirit realm has laws that govern it. The kingdoms of this world and the life of men, the way of life, has laws that govern it. And the kingdom of God has laws also that what? That govern it. The world has been designed to external superficial elements. Elements. 
In other words, carnality at its best only judges things according to what the physical eye can see, what their noses can smell, what their skin can touch, what their ears can hear. That's as far as the sons of men are able to judge. That's how just the world works. They see something and they judge it according to what they've seen. They hear something and judge it according to what they have heard. They touch something and judge it according to how it feels. Everything is lived without. Every action of a fallen nature works from without. It does not understand to build a life from within. It's a very important thing for you to understand. So conformed to this world does not sometimes necessarily mean that you're going to steal like they do, you're going to tell a lie like they do. But most importantly, it connotes thinking like they think. That is why he speaks of how we are transformed by the renewal of our minds to adapt and adopt new ideals and attitudes. New ideals and attitudes. The life of the Christian faith was designed to change the way you think such that you don't think like the people of the world because they see things according, they judge things according to what they see. Their definition of beautiful is what their eyes can see. Their definition of wealth is what their eyes can see. Their definition of success is what their eyes can see. Everything is without. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, when we get to the realm of the kingdom, the Bible tells us in Luke 17 verses 20 that and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said unto them that the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. God came to change the pattern and the order to help you learn to frame a life from within to design a life from within, to live your life from within, not from without. The Christian faith is not a faith that is subject to outward judgments and what men see or whatever can be seen by man. The Bible tells us that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That means we always look to the things the physical world is not able to see. The men of this world are not able to see. That is where we begin from because the only way we can explain the world that is seen is by having the right opinion, right understanding, right judgment of the world or the things that are not seen. Who understands what I'm saying? Because when you get into the world that is not seen from within, you judge right. Jesus said, I hear, therefore I judge. Why does he judge after hearing? Because the judgments of the Spirit are only embedded in what a man can receive firstly from within and then be able to judge that which is without. There are many people, that's why later when we see in the book of Revelation, you have churches that appear to be rich yet they are poor. And yet you have some which appear to be poor yet they are rich. Somebody shout hallelujah. And God says that they are blind and naked. That is why they have a wrong stand on visions. So if I ask you, what is wealth? So you might define Bill Gates and say, that's a wealthy man. What is success? You might speak of Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk and say, that is a successful man. But that's not how so the spirit realm defines success or wealth. 
And you see, every time we don't see things through the way God sees them, through the right lens, the Bible says that we are anti-Christ. Do you know that? The spirit of the anti-Christ casts a wrong vision of truth. Because when the vision is convoluted, confused, it means that our consecrations in God are false. Our consummations in God are not true. And so we have this outward form of loving God, serving God, seeking God, doing everything for God, but we never have the results that follow a seeker. Bible speaks of feigned faith and unfeigned faith. There are two kinds of faith. He speaks of the end of the commandment, which is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned because it's possible to leave a faith feigned. What is faith feigned? The faith that is deceptive to the self. You confess things that will never happen. You speak for things that will never be fulfilled. You live a life of, yes, this will work, this will work. It's 10 years you're speaking, 20 years you're speaking, 30 years you're claiming, you're getting a hold of, you're doing everything there is and people see you are a man of faith, but they don't see the results of faith. And some, as I continue to live that life, they start now to have a problem with all who have a working faith. They start to build doctrines around why their faith is working. Oh, this one uses this. This one went here. This one did this. He drank this with this one. Why? Because they cannot explain why certain people are successful and why other people are not successful. And then the spirit of jealousy sits on them. Envy. The very thing that sat on Cain when he killed Abel. Why? Why does God accept his sacrifice and not mine? You see the problem? You see the problem? He has to slay his brother. Why? God tells Cain, do you not know that if you had done good, you would have been accepted? I thought Cain was immediately going to go and do good. But when God wants him, the scripture tells us, he takes his brother in the field, verses 8, and slays him. Yet the instruction to do good was available. But that's what jealousy does. That's what envy does. That's what competition does. It blinds the eye to apply yourself to what you must do. It closes your sight, your vision from the answer. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. So when he comes to the conversation of the New Testament, he tells you, see, the kingdom is lived within. It's within you. You must learn to build a life from within. You must learn to design a destiny from within, to adapt and mutate, to evolve and work with the things of this life, beginning from what is inside you not from what is outside you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. Now let's go back to the text. Moses has been the chosen leader of Israel to take them to the promised land. That means that there are distinctive instructions he will receive that the rest that are with him are not able to receive. And when you read Numbers 13, and then see God telling Moses, send forth men from 12 tribes of Israel and let them go spy the land. You might think that it was God's idea to send the children of Israel to go and spy the land. But I'm going to prove to you by scripture, it was not God's idea. No, it was permissive. Okay, they want it, let me allow it. It wasn't God's idea. Like for example, it wasn't God's idea to pick Saul. God's idea was actually a David kind of man. But when the children of Israel insisted 
on a king what does god say okay gonna anoint a king you see samuel anointing pouring oil on a man he's not god's choice but the permissive will comes with some oil too jonas and adam say and if you have not like the psalmist says been to the end of all perfection to behold the end of all things and see the broadness of the word of god you could actually settle for the anointing of what is permissible because it can come so heavy saul had so much authority in israel but it was not the perfect will he was not god's perfect choice so do not be confused when you see anointings displayed not all anointings are in their perfection somebody shout hallelujah and you can see by how easily corruption creeps in on the anointed that is why the most important or integral part of this consecration for the man which is in the perfect will of god is the heart it's the heart that's why david is a man after god's own heart the heart is consecrated number 1 the altar is consecrated number 2 and the covenants are in consecration there are three places of consecration those define perfection in the will of god but those of you who want to search you can go and search now back to what i'm trying to tell us here why do you think it's a man after god's own heart because to god it's important the state of this heart if he should work it to perfection but Saul was anointed but not as David was anointed why because David had a distinctive anointing he was a choice man and i'll tell you why because later in the book of revelation the throne or the kingdom that god reestablishes in the end time is the kingdom of the throne of david not so Saul never comes back there's a reason why Saul never comes back but david comes back it's not the person david is the revelation of the heart of that minister somebody shout hallelujah shout glory to god now back to this you would think god told moses that go and spy the land but this is not the way of faith neither is it the way of god to send a man to go spying where god has sent him and why i emphasize this remember when we began numbers 13 i told you god sent told moses send people and i told you that it is actually god allowed moses let's go to deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 19 i'll show you the mystery this is now the narration of the man of god moses he says and when we departed from horeb we went through all that great terrible wilderness which he saw by the way of the mountain of the amorites as the lord our god commanded us and we came to kadesh barnea and i said unto you now is telling the children of israel ye are come unto the mountain of the amorites which the lord our god does give us and behold the lord thy god has set the land before thee go up and possess it as the lord god of thy father has said unto thee fear not neither be discouraged he said and ye came near unto me every one of you and said we will send men before us and they shall search out the land and bring us word again by what we must go up into the cities and we shall come and when the saying pleased me this is Moses speaking i took 12 men of you of a tribe and when they turned and went up into the mountains and came into the valley of eshcol they searched it out you see when we received the instruction to go and possess the land as god had told us you people came to me and told us we need to send spies there and moses said and when it pleased me i said okay let's get 12 
of every tribe and then send them. It wasn't Moses' idea. This is not something that came from within. This is something that came from without. He is the leader. He must know what Israel ought to do. But he left it to the decisions made by those men or those people that came to him. So you see, the spying of the land was not God's idea. And I'll tell you why it was never God's idea. Because they did not have the right vision to be able to give the true judgment of what that land was. Who has understood what I just said? If God was to send spies, he would have sent the right spies. And if God sends the right spies, they would have the right answer even before they spied the land. Because the vision is not based on what they see with their physical eyes. But the vision is based on what God has spoken concerning a thing. Now that is the spirit of the way of faith. Please understand what I'm saying. Let us go and check whether they are weak or strong. Let us go and check whether they have built tents or are without tents. Let us go and check whether there are many or few. That's not the way of faith. And that is not the way a man should respond. Oh, who has understood what I just said? Do you know how many of you check to confirm what God said? You spy things without knowing. And you say, oh, you know, maybe I didn't hear God. So the thought is that if I find things the way I expect them, therefore I had God. And yet sometimes you can hear God and find things not agreeable. Who am I talking to? Are you following what I'm saying? Because things don't need to agree for God to work. Neither is God in a thing because it agrees. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yes, there were drunkards there. Yes, there were strong men. Yes, there were this. Yes, there were that. And granted, all of that was true. But God is telling them this. Go and take over. If God has said, go and take over, it doesn't mean that he doesn't see how bigger these things can be or how hard these things can become or how insurmountable the circumstances can be or that he knows you don't have the provision or that he knows that you don't have the credentials, education or that he knows that you don't have the connections or that he knows that you don't have the means to get there. If he has said, don't go spying. Go buy that car. Then you send someone, go and check how much it is. Are you hearing me? Did you not say come without money and what? Because it doesn't need human currency to buy. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. I want you to understand the way of faith and how faith works. Why some of you have failed to get the best in God. Because you spy things out. If he's, this one, let me first spy. If she, <laughs> oh, oh, has God spoken? Unless he hasn't, if he hasn't, go spy. No, 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 no. I've been around people. And sometimes it's sad when I see it. Oh, God has showed me my wife. And then the young man goes spying. And then he realizes she has a child. Then he comes back and says, but you see, <laughs> Somebody shout fire. fire. Oh, so God's opinion has changed because she has a child. God's mind has changed because she has a child. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You think he didn't know? 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you spy out things that are not necessary. If you have not had God spy out, but if you have had God. If you have had some of you say I had God yet you had a familiar spirit. Something spoke it submitted the, yes yes it was triggered by your lusts the lust of the flesh and then you thought that you have the vision yet it's not the true vision. That is why you have the guiding lights of the spirit submitted to your authority your pastor and ask him what do you see in this man of God pray about it read the word does this person agree with scripture things like that there are seven guiding lights of the spirit I've thought about that Somebody shout hallelujah But can we manage this First go and find out Are they even selling Then the person goes Are you selling this land And they say no it's not God <laughs> Let me tell you God can give you a land of a person who is not selling. Somebody shout hallelujah. And somebody will tell you, I am not selling. And God will tell you, but I have given it to you. There's a problem with spies. They come with evil reports. Not wrong ones. There's a difference between an evil report and a wrong one. They were not wrong. They were evil. Why? Because they contradicted truth. But this is something the Lord showed me years ago. And I want you to learn this. Do you know that you are interconnected or connected in some way with everything in the world? Why? Because generically it is creation. And because it's creation, it has the essence of God in it. Do you agree? Everything God created is connected to another thing God created. Why? Because it's the same life and light that made them. And the things that have been created by God, all man which is created by God, you see? And the things man will create which is created by God. All of these things in the world have an intellect whether you know it or you don't. Scientists are talking about cellular memory. that even a cell in your body has a memory it has an intellect it can be instructed by how you think did you know that if you think sick every cell in your body can start responding to the memory of sickness have you seen people who went to a doctor and they were diagnosed of a disease that they don't have and then they tell them you have this yet they don't have it and they start to carry all the signs of that disease And then after that one day they go to another specialist for a second or third or fourth or tenth opinion and they say no you actually don't have this thing and they heal immediately the issue was not that they had that disease but the cells received that instruction that you're suffering from this and their body responded to everything this man you are serving talked to trees the bible says one time he felt hungry and then he saw a tree He walked to it and the Bible says and he found no figs for it was not yet time for the figs. And the Bible says and he answered it and said. The Bible doesn't say he said to it it said he answered it. That means it communicated. You just don't know what it said. Me I know. That tree told Jesus that I don't give to the sons of men before my season. And Jesus cast it. Why? Why did he cast it? Have you ever asked yourself why Jesus cast a tree that against its own ways could not produce fruit because it was not the season? I wish we understand the good life. 
good life. You see, when the Bible speaks of the blessedness of the man which trusts in God, how he's planted like the tree by the riverside, and how his leaves will not wither. And the Bible says, and he shall bring forth fruit in his season. His season. His season. Not the generic season. His season. Who understands what I'm saying? Not the seasons generically, but his season. His season. You will grow to realize that God is actually, listen, let me explain it this way. It's a confirmation or it's being conformed to the fallen nature of life for a man to expect only in a season. And I'll explain why. If you go back to Genesis, in the time when Adam and Eve lived in the garden, do you know there were no seasons? Where trees had fruit and didn't have? God kept a perfect garden where fruit was available on these trees every day of Adam and Eve's life. They never knew a time where they would walk to a tree and there was no fruit. That's the perfect setting for man to live. At least that which is not yet fallen. The Adamic. It's not written anywhere in scripture that there was a season where apples would grow in Eden and then the season ends. Because it was not even subject to the rain coming from without. It was subject to the waters that were coming from under, beneath. And the scriptures are clear. But every tree in Eden constantly bore fruit. Now, when you live in a world where some trees, you have seasons of mangoes and seasons of guava, seasons of jackfruit and seasons of apples and oranges, it is because you live in a foreign world. So Jesus comes with that attitude and he walks to a tree. He expects that this tree should understand that he is the son of God and whatever he turns to must provide. Hey! And when he comes to that tree, the Bible says he finds no what? Provision. And he answered it. That means it spoke to him. It wanted to submit him to seasons. When you understand this, when you understand this, oh, somebody told me, oh, you know, COVID season, people left. I told him, <laughs> listen, it's not business failed in COVID. Some people's businesses thrived. Because my business is not subject to COVID. My ministry is not subject to COVID. My success is not subject to COVID. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whether they lock you up or they don't, you are not subject to the seasons of this world. The seasons of this world are subject to you. When you understand this, you will create a season. <laughs> no, there are portions of scriptures that justify what I'm saying. He says, when men say there is a casting down, you shall say, he didn't say, I will say. No, he says, you shall say that there is a lifting up. Why? Because it shall cast down for some. Men will say, oh, these are bad days. And then you'll wake up and say, these are the best days of my life. Hey, that's a man who has changed the season. Somebody shout hallelujah. And as they're starving in their house, you'll be eating. Somebody shout hallelujah. And let me declare it upon your life that from today, you're not going to be subject to the seasons of this world. When they cast down, you'll be lifting up. When they are failing, you'll be succeeding. When they are weeping, you will be laughing. When they are regressing, you'll be pro... Receive it in Jesus' name. 
whether we are in a third world country or you're in a first world country, you must be a success. Somebody shout hallelujah. Whether you are in an advantaged circumstance or not an advantaged circumstance, you must find your provision of advantage above what any other man can spell out. That is what they call living the God life. Not good, God life. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is why when I sit around people and then they start, ah, over to these days, I stand up quickly. I start looking for those who talk like me. Oh, look at these arrogant Christians. <laughs> one time I was uh, someone and one Christian was telling us, no, no, guys, even though we are believing God and faith, let us go to reality. I asked him, what reality? Jesus is my reality. The word is my reality. I don't know any reality outside the world. I don't know any other reality. When Christ, who is our life, our real life, one version says, the reality of a Christian is Jesus Christ. Colossians 3, 4, when Christ, your real life. <laughs> so anything outside Christ is not your real life. Anything that exalts itself above your knowledge of Christ is not your real life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Anything that is not like of Christ is not your real life. That's not true. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you understand this thing, you will term every season. So when Jesus curses a fig tree and it has to die, he's trying to tell you and me, we are not subject to these elements. They are subject to us. The truth of the matter is this tree, seeing Jesus, was supposed to immediately produce fruit. If you have understood it, you will walk to things and they will give you even outside their season. The farmer will say, oh, it's not a season to buy pepper, but my pepper is bought. <laughs> oh, 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 who understands what I'm saying? In my house, it will work because I'm not subject to the seasons of this world. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, let's go deeper here. Let's go deeper here. If these trees understand us, they're hearing us. The ground you leave understands you and hears you. The people you're around, whether they know you're born again or not, whether they know you by name or they don't, they respond to you somehow spiritually. The Bible says you're a known epistle, known and read by all men. Known and read by all men. That means even those who don't know you actually know you. You just don't know how to commit yourself to brand your spirit. Paul calls it commending yourself to the consciences of men by speaking truth. <laughs> when you understand the mystery of truth, you will commend yourself to the consciences of men. And even those who have not met you will read you. I've had people who have dreamt about me before they met me. Why? Because we commend ourselves by speaking the truth. And do you know that only works when we walk out of craftiness and dishonesty. The honesty of the spirit is an important thing. Now when you say that someone has dreamt about me before they met me, some random guy will say, that is cult. Where is it in the Bible? What? And yet they believe with God all things are possible. <laughs> what a bondage. 
everything in the world, the gold, the silver, the seas, the lakes, the rivers, the mountains, the sand dunes, if everything you see physically has a certain relationship with you, then I want you to learn this because I learned this long ago. If you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at will also change for you. If you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at will also change for you. But they cannot change for you until you change the way you look at them. Let's go back to the portion of scripture we read. When they saw the sons of Enoch, which were of the tribes of the giants, they said, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, comma, and so are we in their sight. It began with the sight of the children of Israel, these funny spies, how they saw themselves according to what they saw with the giants and exactly the vision of their spirit concerning their present state and the things they look at, the vision of their soul concerning their present state according to what they looked at was projected to the vision of those things they looked at and those things they looked at also saw them as they saw those things. Let me explain. You pass near a carbon. They say, ha. Ah. That's why they sell Mercedes. Ah, those are expensive cars. That's how you look at them. Even those cars. <laughs> Even those cars. They look at you too. So if somebody told you, escort me there. And then you reach that carbon. Are you hearing me? Somebody told you, escort me. One car will look at you like this. <laughs> and then there are people who walk in that same bond. And then they cast us to pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. I don't care whether you have money or you don't have money. Just pick me. I don't care whether they're going to give you a job or not. Just pick me. I don't care whether you have a wife or you're not married. Just pick me. I don't care if you have children. Whether that boot will carry things like you want. Just pick me. I don't care whether you can afford fuel or not. Just pick me. We were in our own sight and grasshoppers and so are we in their sight. You enter an expensive mall and then you say, ah, those are for the rich. Then you pass and go in the cheap one. Then you enter and the cheap one say, Irene, I miss you, where have you been? Not real names, sorry, Irene. Sorry. Sorry. Somebody shout glory. So what's the problem? Is it those things or you? Why don't you feel that you deserve good? What's wrong with you? Who bewitched you? Oh, no, 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 no. She's too beautiful for me. What? 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 And then your friend will tell you, try, try. And then you reach there and then she... It's your fault. It's your fault. Why are you looking like that? You go like a survivor like this. No. Put on a Jarulet thing and say, not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of the living God. All things are better than it. Somebody sound hard. 
God. When they put a job advertisement in the newspaper, how do you look at it? And how does the job look at you? Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise God. We rebuke every spirit of inferiority complex. Some of you are so inferior. You don't deserve this. No, 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 you don't deserve this. Oh, you know, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that house. Oh, I messed up. Who hasn't messed up? I can show you people who messed up and still God washed them, cleansed them, and still gave them the best. Oh, I don't deserve it. I have 17 children. I don't deserve this. I messed up when I was 16. I don't deserve this. I don't have a womb. I don't deserve this. I don't have teeth. That's your sight. That is your sight. You apply like you know. The job is crying out. It is screaming out your name. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is how I commend myself to Uganda. That is how I commend myself to Africa. That is how I commend myself to anything. I see that I deserve this. Not by power, not by might. (laughs) Glory to God. You deserve the best in life. You deserve the best. Don't ever let religion tell you, oh, you know, some people, they say it's about, it's not a prosperity gospel. If you call it prosperity, then the problem is you, not me. This is not a prosperity gospel. This is the truth. He says, all good and perfect gifts come from God. They come from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That means... If anything good happens to you, it can only come from God. If anything perfect comes from you, it can only come from God. If anything is mediocre, it's not from Somebody say I refuse to settle for less. Yes. Who do they make the best things for? You. You. Somebody shout hallelujah. The problem is here. You feel you don't deserve certain things. And some of you weigh what you have on your account and you say, ah, I don't deserve this. Let me tell you, in the equal world, there's a person who has received exactly what they also don't deserve. And they also didn't apply anything. Like you should not apply anything, but they only believed it. Vineyards you never planted. Houses you never built. Do you know what that means? That means that there's a fundamental law in the world that either attracts or repels things to you or from you. And it's based on your vision, what you see in Christ, in, in Christ. That's what the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Do you realize it and say, so does he become? No, you don't become what you think. You are what you're thinking now. Now, now you, you, you look at you and then consider how much poverty is in my house. That's exactly the vision of your life. Now, you can't go beyond. That means that this particular law spells that everything in the world 
is working to put you where you're thinking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody walks to a doctor and they tell him, you have cancer. And then they draw this vision of cancer. What is cancer? Incurable. What is cancer? It kills. It's this. And then in your vision, cancer what? Kills. And in its vision, it sees you what? Dead. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then you wonder why you what? The issue was not the cancer. Who understands what I'm saying? The issue was your sight. That's why we must understand the exercising of the human spirit. Let me give you a secret of prayer. Every time you're praying, exercise yourself to the vision of God. That's true prayer. Not Father, give me a job. Oh, 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 oh. This is the right prayer to pray. I'm the most employable engineer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did you hear that kind of prayer? That man cannot look for a job. In fact, you start saying, it's jobs looking for me. I am not looking for them. Oh, you have changed the sight of every job world. Every eon of jobs to agree to your vision. That's the right way to pray. For that. If you can only get me tuition. I remember in university, one time we had a tuition crisis and then they raised our tuition and then they started, oh, that's why, let me tell you. Now this might sound controversial, but take it from me. There are things you shouldn't be found rioting in. Leave them for the world to riot. Then some people say, we can't allow, these fees are high. And I remember I told one of my friends, I told him, whether fees is 20 million, whether it's 30 million, Lubega Grace will study. That's how fees looks at me. <laughs> Who understands what I'm saying? Whether fuel prices are a million shillings, your cars won't lack fuel. Leave that for the world. Leave it for them. You leave it for them. Because they live in a world of insufficiency. Don't be a Christian screaming, Oh, the fuel! Oh, how will we drive our cars? What? Nampima, what? Nampima, what? Now to him which is able to do, exceedingly, abundantly, above, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ. It doesn't matter how it goes. Let it go high. Oh, houses are expensive. Mine. Mine. I will afford. Whether it's millions of dollars, if it is mine. I will buy it. Why? Because I am not conformed to the elements of this world. I don't think like them. I don't have an attitude like them. I'm renewed because I read the word of God. It said I shall be the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. Upward and forward only. I go. Sorry if it's not working for them. We are not going to subject ourselves to the rubiments of this world. We are not going to subject ourselves to the laws of this world because we want to be politically correct. Let God be true and every man a liar. If he has said that you shall make it, it doesn't matter the circumstances. You will make it.
Somebody shout hallelujah. With our mouth we are justified. And with our mouth we are condemned. I don't see them expensive. I see I'm more expensive because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am created in the image of God. Whether Apollos or what? Paul. Whether things present or things to come. All are yours and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. All are mine. It's only a matter of time. Don't be intimidated. Some of you seek a swish and you say, ah, let me stay away. I might scratch it. Huh? With what? Your nails? Well, inferior spirits can give ideas. How can you say, let me stay away from your car. I might scratch it. What? With what? Teeth? What do you use? Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. This generation understands who they are. Our liberty shall not be judged by other men's consciences. If it is not working for you, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't work for me. And it doesn't make me wrong because it's not working for you. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's the vision. That's the vision. How you see those things is how they see you. Never forget it. Never forget it. How you see everything created is how it sees you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how it sees you. That's how it sees you. That's how it sees you. If you ever learn that, you will change the way you see yourself. Circumspect to the things of this world. You will change it. You will change it. You will change it. Why don't you deserve it? Why don't you deserve it? Why? No, no, you tell me. Some of you, it's religion disturbing your head. Do you think that by not getting it, you're a better Christian than the man who got it? No, listen. God judges hearts and heaven will surprise many people. Heaven will surprise many people. I know it. Because some of us, we are so caught up in ideologies and doctrines that don't agree with truth. And we think we're more righteous because we lack. No, that's not the way of God. That's not the way of God. I refuse to think that way. Do you know that if you have millions of dollars, do you know what that can do to the kingdom? Why should the Christian be poor? when there are only 2.3 billion Christians in the world and 8 billion people on the earth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You make wealth for God, you build a kingdom. You do big crusades for God. You fund orphanages and feed the widow and then the orphan and then you preach to the non-believer. That is the gospel. Occupy until I come. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. If the richest in this world can change policies, God will make you rich too, to change policies, to give opinions that matter. Why? Because the poor man's wisdom is despised, the Bible says. As they are inventing medicines, we shall be healthy until they'll ask, how do you do it? Because of how disease looks at us. Some of you, COVID should see you and run, literally, and say, oh, 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 that's Ivan, and then he runs away. But some of you, when COVID sees it, says, oh, it comes running in slow motion to hug its beloved. Fire. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is why when Caleb hears them speaking, he says, hey, let's go for this thing. Don't think like that. You know, 
the Lord spoke to me about this and it really caught my heart. But in Moses' day, in Moses' day, only two men understood this assignment. Joshua and Caleb. Only two men. Not even Aaron understood. Not even Miriam understood. Only Joshua and Caleb understood this man's spirit. That is why when you go back to scripture, the Bible says somewhere in Numbers chapter 14 verses 22, he says, these people saw my glory. He's talking about the children of Israel and my miracles, which I did in Egypt in the wilderness. And they have tempted me now these 10 times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me. But he says, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit within him and has followed me fully, underlined fully, I will bring him into the land where into he went and his seed shall possess it. In fact, in another portion of scripture, he says, because Joshua and Caleb followed me fully. What does it mean to follow fully? They took the oracle as it was. Only two men understood what God meant that he put on Moses. Only two, Joshua and Caleb. They had another spirit. Why? Because they had the right vision. Two. And it destroys everyone else. But cannot destroy men of faith because they see right. You must understand how to see. It's not about what is happening. It's about what you choose to see. It's about what you choose to see. When he says kings shall come to your rising, they are lower than you. They are lower than you. They are lower than you. Do you see yourself that way? When you read Job, when he speaks of how the secret of God was upon his tabernacle, he says when he spoke, the old stood up. Why? Because he had a certain vision of God. The Bible says the princes became silent and none was able to speak. Why? Because there was something upon his life. The princes refrained talking and they put their hand on their mouths. The nobles had peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof. Even the wisest, when Job spoke, the wisest stopped speaking. But it's not just about what he spoke. When the secret of God is upon you, you get another vision of yourself. It's not pride. It's understanding. It's understanding. Because he made you to be the head and not the tail. This is not for a special woman of God. It's not for a special man of God. It's for anybody who dares to believe. How do we make the lamb walk? It is because how we see crippling spirits and how they see us. How do we open deaf ears? It is because how we look at deaf ears and how deaf ears look at us. How do we heal cancers? It is because of how cancers look at us and how we look at them. If you look at it as incurable, it cannot heal. But if you come to cancer and look at it as a flu, you'll be amazed. Somebody shout hallelujah. It doesn't matter how big the project is. Back in the years, I was taught to drive big trucks. You know, those very big trucks, those long, long, long trucks of goods. I can operate those yeah, manual, big, long trucks. So the guy that taught me, it was coincidence. I said, I was curious. I knew how to drive the normal little cars. I wanted to drive those heavy duty, long lorries. And you know, those of you who have driven them, they are hard. Eh? It's easy to scratch. So I asked this guy, I said, what's the secret of driving a very big car? He told me, shrink it in your mind. That's a mystery. 
He said it in Luganda. Mumutwego jizingo kavugenga vuga ka corona. The car in my own sight became as a small little sedan. And in its own sight, it became big. I understood that's the mystery of life. Get that big project and make it so small. That even when you're talking, you say, no, I have a small project of, uh, I don't know, $200 million. I'm small. What? Yeah. 200 million is so big. No, 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 no. That's so small. It's humble. Now that's a Christian. That's a Christian. Yeah, it's a small membership of about 20,000 members. We're going somewhere. <laughs> Glory to God. Shrink them and become big. Because greater is he which is in you than he which is in the world. That is what it means. Greater is he which is in you than he which is in the world. That's why Jesus left them the simplest liberty of law. He said that be it done unto you according to your faith. But we're not talking about blind faith. We're talking about faith that has vision. How does the world see you? How does Uganda see you? How does Africa see you? How does that job see you? How do your papers see you? Okay, how does mathematics see you? <laughs> Some of you, the moment they say, today is math, you start. Math? <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. You're bigger than the mathematic equation. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor we're gonna pray. If you have understood the message, correct your vision of life. Correct your vision on marriage. Correct your vision on ministry. Correct your vision of sickness. Correct your vision. Correct it. Just correct it. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Whatever's been troubling you, Jehovah is your name. You are mighty warrior. Some of the things you think are big, they're too small. For the ministry, something so small. Doing the very big crusade for God is something so easy. See it, and it will see you that way. Jehovah. 
Come on, raise your voice and pray. Jehovah is your day. Some of you are saying things are strangling me at night. It depends on how you see the devil. Change your vision of Satan. Change your vision of the devil. You are mighty warrior. that are here speak to your ministries ministers that are here speak to what God placed on your life Jehovah business people here speak to your businesses speak to your marital destiny speak to your children speak to your body no hypertension no diabetes Jehovah
Jesus. Maso para de vos. Roco toco toropo. Masaraco telepa. Sorrago de gozilaba. Mato cotolopo. Mase que tele. Matabara de go. Masataga. Reco talapa. Maso para diga. Robo de gozila. Masaca yerepa. Maso robo. them tell them watch this space and tell him I'll remind you that I told you to watch this space hallelujah if you're sick in your body that sickness leaves you just receive your healing just receive your healing whatever sickness you're dealing with now just receive your healing now. You spirit of infirmity, I command you to leave that body 
Joint issues are healing. Blood diseases are healing. Heart diseases are healing. My God, people are getting healed now. People are getting healed now. Your ministry is changing if you're a minister. Today, your ministry is going to look at you different. Your career is changing. It's going to look at you different. Your jobs are changing. Your bosses are going to look at you differently from today. They're going to see that you deserve more. They're going to see that you need to be promoted in the name of Jesus because that's what you see. He told Abraham, for as far as your eyes can see, I have given you. Clap for Jesus. All right. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, God wants to give you the opportunity to receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. Hell is real. Hell is real and people are perishing. The Bible says because they received not the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Everything we have said cannot work for you except you receive the life by which these things work. And that life is in the name of Jesus. For the Bible says there is no name given wherewith men must be saved but the name of Jesus. So if you're here and you've never given your life to Christ and you say, today I'm taking him as my personal Lord and Savior. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for my sins and you were raised for my glory. Today, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I am born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Venero, make manifest.